0: Lakers Talk, free agency, frenzy edition, and Alan Sliwa. Does it get better for your Monday night? Sliwa breaking it all down, taking your calls? When you think Lakers basketball, when you think the information you crave, the reaction you need, you think Alan Sliwa. Let's get back to it. Sliwa right now.
1: Nothing going on in the NBA. I have zero top NBA stories, punches um, all right, we got a lot cooking here, Funch. Let's start with some of the other names, some of these top free agents that ended with uh, ended up with other teams.
2: All right, let's start with the Miami Heat. They okay. had a big day today. They signed, uh, they traded for Kyle Lowry, uh, re-signed Duncan Robinson, and also got PJ Tucker.
1: You know, it's interesting. I, I'm a, I'm such a big fan of Kyle Lowry. I really am. I just love the way he plays the game. Obviously, a champion. Um, the Miami Heat got demolished by the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round of the playoffs. And I remember <laughs> I remember doing the pregame show with Michael and I'm telling Michael I'm like and he agreed that hey this is the best first round matchup in the NBA. How good is this? Milwaukee has to play Miami in the first round. Like we thought it was a I thought it was going to be like an epic seven game series. Yeah, we thought it was an awful matchup. Really really like the Kyle Lowry signing as everybody would. No reason why you wouldn't. I think the PJ Tucker one that kind of came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting that. That's another good vet. Yeah, for actually, them to have. I
2: actually read from someone that he turned down more money and one more year from the Milwaukee Bucks to leave to go to Miami.
1: Well, he got his championship already, yeah. so he'll get to Miami. Um, good moves, obviously for the uh, for the Miami and, Heat. And come on, Sliwa, My, uh, Milwaukee, Miami. I don't know, man. Milwaukee's got some amazing clubs out there. <laughs> the nightlife <laughs> Bratwurst in are b- Bratwurst are banging out there. Well, <laughs> Bratwurst are banging out there. Funch, I, I will say this. You know, the Eastern Conference, okay, what do you have now? You got Brooklyn that everybody, I think, will be chasing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got Milwaukee that's coming off an NBA championship. Philly trying to figure out what to do with Ben Simmons and their situation and their predicament. Um, the Miami Heat, you know, making some moves here. You throw the Hawks in there? Yeah, I do. Okay. Why wouldn't you? Yep. You know, to be honest with you, I, I thought they were so outstanding. That that's You could say that's the top five teams in the Eastern Conference. You still got New York. You still got Boston. So everyone will be chasing the Brooklyn Nets, but the Eastern Conference trying to make some moves. All right, man, let's move on. Just go to the West.
2: Uh, Chris Paul, CP3, re upping. He declined his option yesterday. Yeah. Then re upped with the Suns today for another four years, 120 million.
1: Okay. Let me say this real quick. I had somebody hit me with a tweet earlier. It says, Hey, man, can you dis- discuss also on your show? This is Dr. Ari from Mondi about CP3 getting 120 million for four years. Much appreciated. Excuse me? I got four years, 120?
2: I knew something was fishy when he declined his option, man. Like I knew he was gonna you get something. What some... I thought
1: was gonna happen? What was that? I thought he'd get like three years ninety. Three years. I 80. thought he would. I thought he would get three the Kyle 80. Lowry deal today. And what was Lowry again? Uh, three years ninety million. Three years ninety. If the dude would have got three years eighty million, I would have been like, man, Chris Paul still cashing those checks. Good for you. He got four years one hundred and twenty million dollars. I remember Chris Paul's last contract before this contract. Everybody was talking about that's a bad contract. Well what do you say then about this contract?
2: do you think like it's like a Kobe contract basically?
1: Thank you for taking us in NBA Finals, but you know, it's here's not your money? a money. Kobe contract because you know, obviously Kobe twenty years, yeah, Lakers yeah. five championships, but it's the equivalent of what the Phoenix Suns value. Mm-hmm. They got to the NBA Finals. You know, they obviously haven't been there since the nineties with Barkley and Marley and Danny Ainge. So to answer your question I think it's great that Chris Paul is going back to Phoenix. They're, you know, I think he just put out a tweet, let's run it back, or something along those lines. I'm just having a difficult time understanding. If Chris Paul is worth four years, $120 million at this stage of his career, what's LeBron worth? It's got to be worth double that. How is Kevin Durant not, not worth... 400 million. Let me me give you a number, too. Let me give
2: you a number, too. Um, When Chris Paul is 40 in the 2024 25 season, he'll be making $33 million.
1: How do you think it works when you're making that much money? You think it still comes in the mail and he just like walks into your local union bank I and always says, thought, I, for "Hey, all I-, <laughs> I got 7.8 mil here. Can you I want to transfer some money into one account and I, I want to I have an automatic payment on Netflix. I want to make sure it goes to that." I I always Where's thought world like?
2: I always thought like the NBA players would get like a check, like a, you know, a paper check in their locker or something after like every yeah. fourth game or something.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's just uh can I cash this? All right, I don't know how that works. Give yeah. me another. Uh, give me another play. All
2: right, uh, the Pelicans uh, sign and trade Lonzo Ball to Chicago. Uh, deal was worth four years, eighty-five million. So no more Lonzo Ball in New Orleans with those loud passes to Zion. He'll be going to Chicago playing with
1: Zach Levine. Okay, let me let me say something about this deal for Lonzo. Out Of all the deals that went down today, and let's kind of not count the Lakers part, the one I most I don't know why I'm I'm excited for Lonzo. I like this move the most. You know, Lonzo Ball, when he was with the Lakers, however you want to describe that, incredibly young player. Lakers were obviously looking to how can we trade all these young assets. Then he gets to New Orleans, and very quickly, which I thought, thought, oh, man, this is perfect. You got Brandon Ingram, you got Zion. Lonzo's going to average 10 assists a game. He's perfect here. Well, New Orleans obviously didn't want him there. So now he gets a chance to go play with the Chicago Bulls. I think this is going to be the first time in his career that a franchise actually values what he brings to the table. He'll bring the ball up the floor. He'll be a fast-paced player. He'll play defense. He'll try to throw dimes left and right. I really, really like this landing spot for Lonzo
2: Ball. And just think about the speed and the length with that Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine backcourt.
1: (laughs) They're going to be jumping out the roof. Bro, there's going to be... There's going to be alley hoops from Lonzo to yeah. Zach Levine that were you and I are going to be talking not about? Even for that, a week. Not even
2: that. Not even that.
1: See, what it's going to be uh, alley hoops from Lonzo to Caruso. Okay, there's the other side of this that I you know slowly want to get into. For those that are just tuning in right now, Alex Caruso signed a four-year, thirty-seven million dollar deal. This was a couple hours ago, so not too much of a shock at this point. He's going to be joining the Chicago Bulls. So there you have it. You got uh, a young, a young Bulls team with Vucevic. Remember that was a trade they made the center out of Orlando. Um they still have marketing, marketing. I think they still do, right? Yeah, they have marketing. Um I thought they were so I think he's a restricted, but I think they're going to resign him. So you got a kind of a young and up-and-coming Chicago Bulls. I think it's going to be an exciting team to yeah, watch. Yeah, and all these guys that they got, they're under 25. They're 25 and under. Exciting team to watch and Lonzo actually falls on me like I said. This is one of the moves that was made that I was most excited to see him. I want to see Lonzo succeed in the league. I like the way the dude plays basketball.
2: Yeah, in Chicago, they're probably going to make a push for that A seed. If they don't make that A seed this season or this upcoming season, they're, it's a failed season for them.
1: Yeah, let's see. And by the way, at least get into that playing tournament, which we know is coming back.
2: All right, uh, see what, uh Utah res- resigns Mike Connolly uh, for three years, $72.5 million.
1: Yeah, I like it. I like it. I- if you're the Utah Jazz and, and listen, there's tiers right now to the Western Conference. Lakers are on a tier of their own. And until Kawhi Leonard comes back, I wouldn't put the Clippers, obviously, in that tier. But now you're going to have a bunch of teams. The Phoenix Suns, the Utah Jazz, the Golden State Warriors... The Dallas Mavericks, you're going to have a lot of teams kind of all in that same. And let's see what happens to the rest of free agency. Let's see what else happens to some of, you know, if there's any other trades that go down or anything along those lines. But the reality is, what else was Utah supposed to do? They got to bring Mike Conley back.
2: You know what? You can say that Mike Conley's injury kind of killed Utah's title hopes. Donovan
1: Donovan Mitchell didn't look healthy. The problem with Utah, that argument to make... Mm -hmm. Clippers lost Kawhi, yeah. And they went out I know, and won the last I know. two games, so it's like that. That that doesn't help their case. But with all that being said, Mike Conley's a nice fit there, and you're a franchise that is not going to be able to really, um, you know, bring in free agents. So you got to resign your own. Conley's a good one to bring back for them.
2: All right, uh, potential Laker target, uh, Jeff Green. He was in reports from various sources that you know the Lakers might be interested in him or whatever.
1: He signed with Denver today. Uh, two years, ten million. So I actually really wanted to see – I was hoping – I thought Jeff Green would be a good fit with the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you part of the the reason why. I want to see the Lakers – when they say, oh, well, Anthony Davis will go play the five and LeBron will play the four, I don't want to see LeBron at the four. I want to see AD at the four, I mean at the five. I don't want to see LeBron at the four. And there's certain guys like Jeff Green, like Rudy Gay, that Rudy Gay's still out there, that could potentially play that four spot for the Lakers where they really want to go small and athletic, but then LeBron can still stay at the three. That's my hope.
2: They're like stretch for us too, you know? Yeah. They're not like their
1: typical power no. forwards. They can shoot the ball from three-point land. No, they they can. So the Jeff Green signing there, you know, I, I thought today so far in free agency, and it is kind of funny, and people get angry about this, you know, the moment it turned 3 p.m., that's when Shams and Woj put out the tweet about Lonzo, right? And everybody sits back and says, um... Yeah, free agency really started. You know how that all goes, right? Like Everybody knows that free agency people have already been talking and everything else. I don't really care about that stuff as long as everybody's playing uh, amongst the same rules. This has been and continues to be one of the biggest days in the NBA is when free agency starts. It's one of the biggest days in sports, and there isn't a game going on. So just think about the last five hours in free agency, Funches. Uh, so much obviously moving on, some of the deals that you're talking about, and none of this is really going to change um, over the next couple of days, and the dust will finally settle after that.
2: All right, well, I got one more story. I uh, okay. see what the Knicks did today.
1: Yeah, they pretty much brought back a lot of their
2: guys, yeah, right? Yeah, they brought back uh, D-Rose. Um, he's coming back on a three-year deal. Mm-hmm. Also Alec Burks mm-hmm. and um, New Orleans Noel. And so, I, thought, I thought they might be a, a strong contender for, like, Dennis Schroeder services too.
1: Okay, so th- this is one of the things that I want kind of Laker fans. Um, I want Laker fans to keep an eye on of you know from a development perspective. You're right. Knicks had a lot of cap space, and they didn't go out and sign Dennis Schroeder to a hundred million dollar deal. You thought that was a team that would do it too. Chicago you know? Bulls had a lot of cap space. They didn't go bring Dennis Schroeder. They went and got Lonzo Ball, which I think is the right thing to do for their predicament, their situation. So now the question is going to be, like you mentioned, you you talk about the Knicks, uh, what are the Lakers going to do about Dennis Schroeder? So I I think that portion is going to be an interesting conversation, and it's not really up to the Lakers. It's obviously Dennis Schroeder. He's an unrestricted free agent, but if the money dries up around the NBA and there isn't much of a market for Dennis Schroeder, that might open up the door for some sign and trades for the Lakers, and that's what you want to see next. All right, Funches, uh, appreciate everything on the top NBA stories there. Laker fans, this is what we do when we come back. So... This is who the Lakers have already got. They got Dwight Howard, Trevor Reza, Wayne Ellington, and Kent Bazemore. Who else do you want to see the Lakers try to grab here in free agency? Who else do you want to see the Lakers fill up the rest of their roster? What what other name out there do you think is most important? I'm going to take some of your calls on that when we come back. Plus, I know we still got a lot of callers that still want to hit on what the Lakers have done so far, the additions that they brought in. So uh, all those calls coming next – I want to give my thoughts on who I hope the Lakers target um, uh, coming back here. We'll do all that coming up next. This is Lakers Talk, 877-710-ESPN on 710-ESPN. This
2: podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S A V E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8
1: SAVE. That's the number eight, S A V E. Jets' pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, busy night tonight. Man, the NBA. Gotta love the NBA. This time of the year, too. Where there's a lot of moving parts, and you know, obviously for the Los Angeles Lakers, you got a lot of pieces that you got to figure out, and a lot of uh, roster spots—literally a lot of roster spots—that you have to end up filling in. Um, The Lakers, we know that they have lost KCP, Kyle Kuzma, Alex Caruso, and Montrezl Harrell. Those are the four players that you lost from last season. Now, who they got in place of that is Kent Bazemore, Dwight Howard. Trevor Ariza, um, Russell Westbrook, and why am I missing one player? <laughs> Who am I missing here? Uh, obviously the Lakers have found ways to um, found ways to add pieces to what they already lost, but really I think more than anything else, it's the and Wayne Ellington is the other player, is the trying to get veterans to build around Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. It's a win now mentality. And I think a lot of the players that you're adding to your roster, it's guys that are at a point in their career where winning the championship is a top priority, and that's really, really what you have to do in the position that the Lakers are in right now. Okay, I want to take some of your guys' phone calls. Phone number is eight seven 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 ten espn Let's start off with uh, Manuel and Gardena. Manuel, what's going on? Thank you for calling in, buddy.
3: The Calhoun Captain. All Night
1: Alley, the voice of the Los Angeles Lakers, the stack.
3: my man. What is going How on, the hell?
1: Uh, Manuel? A lot of lot of moving parts, you know, a lot of moving pieces. Uh, this uh, this evening, what what? Tell me, kind of what stands out to you? All right, we lose Manuel. All right, we lost Manuel. All that introduction there from Manuel. I appreciate you calling and call back. We'll get you back on. Um, all right, let's go to. Let's go to uh, Joe in the Inland Empire. Joe, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on, Joe?
4: What's up? I've been trying to get in contact with you all day. I'm sorry about that. I've been at work trying to call in all day. But uh, I am stoked. I don't know if people watch highlights or they watch games. Like, Mm -hmm. I watch games. Like, I watched Trevor Ariza when he came back and he played with the Miami Heat, mm-hmm. I was very impressed. He's very long and lengthy on defense. He's still in great shape. Wayne Ellington, he was one of the top three-point shooters at one point in the, in the league. He was shooting high 40s, like 45% before they went to a youth movement over there. And Dwight Howard coming back. But I think we need to go ahead, and I don't know what's going on with Mello, but we need to get Mello. And I wouldn't mind if we went after Jeremy Lamb because we need a starting two-guard. Jeremy Lamb, I think he would be a good a good fit if we could find a way to get him. And I don't know. I, I, I love what we got. And Russell Westbrook, anybody who is hating on Westbrook, they need to recognize that he came back in the second half of the season and took over for the Wizards. I don't know if people were watching but he put that team on the back. With you know, you know, you
1: know, what it is, Joe. And I appreciate you calling in. All right. So let me first say this: the Russell Westbrook thing. What? What I uh, let me give you a perfect example. Travis Rogers, who I do the show with in the morning. He likes Russell Westbrook. He doesn't like the fit of Russell Westbrook on the Lakers. I, I've I've told him, and we've had these arguments already. I, I disagree with him. I disagree. I, I think go get the talent, and you could figure out everything else out. Let me give you a good example on this. Remember when James Harden got traded to Brooklyn, and all you heard people saying was, There's only one basketball. Well, what are they going to do here? Um, you know, this team, uh, this is going to be a complete failure. I'm just using that as one example. Go get your talent. Now, they were injured, and we never really knew how it was going to go, but Vegas thought th- these are the title contenders. And, and I, I thought in the back of my head, that even if the Lakers got to the NBA Finals, they, they would have an uphill climb because Lakers can play defense, but it was pretty remarkable what Brooklyn had put together with those scores. Um, I use that as an example because I do think talent is the most important thing in the NBA. Gotta go get talent. You have to. You can figure out the other pieces. You can figure out the other role players. And it's also a question of, well, how much talent is there on one team? Um Brooklyn set a different bar by by going to get James Harden. So what the Lakers had before their previous championship, I don't think was going to be good enough. And you had a lot of different pieces and so forth and so forth. Not enough veterans and everything else. So I don't think people specifically hate on Westbrook. I think they don't like his fit on this Lakers team. I play it the other way. I'll tell you that there isn't another player motivated in the NBA to win a championship than Russell Westbrook. And Russell Westbrook's never played with a big man like Anthony Davis, and he has a guy that he can feed down low. He's never played with one of the greatest to ever play the game in LeBron James and have an opportunity to be the third best player on a team. No, no, no. When people say Russell Westbrook and they want to point out his flaws, it's amazing this is one of the guys that people go out of their way to point out their flaws but don't talk about his strong characteristics and what he can bring to the table with the Lakers. Guy averaged a triple-double three of the last four years. Do you know how difficult that is to do in the NBA? Yeah, you know how difficult it is to be the all-time triple, um, triple-double triple leader in the history of the NBA when you had guys in the game like Jason Kidd, LeBron James, Magic Johnson, Oscar Robertson, guys that this is what they were known for? The dude can play. I don't even want to use my energy on that one because I, I think I'll frustrate myself. Let's take another call here. Let's go to uh, Kevin in L.A. Kevin, what's going on? You're on Lakers Talk.
4: Sleeper, how you doing, my man? I I I I would like to reiterate what the last caller told you about. I don't understand what people when they watch games, what they, do they watch the games? I just throw on the tape of what Phoenix was doing to us. The Phoenix Suns, they're not going anywhere anytime soon. So with these moves, we have a chance to compete. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to come down and just be comfortable in their shot selection where they can just. You know, make it look like the Lakers are not even there. That's what it looked like. Now, with these group of guys, especially Westbrook, you take pressure off of LeBron, AD, what could be better? I, I just don't get these Lakers fans sometimes they call in, man. It's just amazing.
1: Well, I, I tell you this, Kevin, I appreciate you calling in. Russell Westbrook's a polarizing player, and I think that has something to do with it, too. And, you know, for all those that, you know, obviously we knew the Lakers. We didn't have shooters, and shooters was a problem. But you know it was a bigger problem this past playoff run? It wasn't shooting. It was AD being healthy. And if Anthony Davis was healthy, all of a sudden that solves a lot of the problems that you had. Well, AD wasn't healthy. So um, the Lakers, initially you look at Russell Westbrook and you say, well, he can't shoot. He obviously struggles from the three-point line. That that's He doesn't fill any of those needs. I'll take my chances. Because you can go out— and find players like Wayne Ellington. You can go find players like Kent Bazemore. You can go find players like Trevor Reese is going to be a 3D guy. You can't just go out and find Russell Westbrook. Let me read off a couple tweets here. Um, we got a couple things uh, couple things going on here on uh, the good old Twitter website. By the way, if you want to be a part of the show, and we appreciate everybody, and I, I think this is going to continue to be the conversation until we go until 9 tonight, um, players you think the Lakers should target the rest of the way. So we know the players the Lakers got. We're all a little heartbroken that Alex Caruso is no longer going to be a part of the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, but there are there is obviously still a, a bunch of roster spots left and a lot of free agents out there. So if you got a player that you'd like to see end up joining the Los Angeles Lakers, that's realistic. You can feel free to call in at 877-710-ESPN. Okay, so this is something Mark Stein put out couple hours ago, and then he put out another tweet a few minutes ago that uh, follows up to it. So he put out, the Lakers and the Nets, league sources say, are both in pursuit of San Antonio's Australian sharpshooter, Patty Mills, about three hours ago. Patty Mills, a fantastic player, have enjoyed watching him play over the years. um, And in some of those years with the San Antonio Spurs, just a Freaking sharpshooter, understands the game. Enjoy watching him in international play. Here's the latest from Mark Stein two minutes ago. Another free agent duel of interest. Carmelo Anthony is weighing interest for both the Lakers and the Knicks, league sources say. And Golden State has joined the Lakers and the Nets in the Patty Mills chase, according to Anthony Slater. Um, So you really got the big-time teams Going after the same players, you got the big time teams trying to go get vets, sharpshooters, guys who've been there, done it, and the latest two names are Carmelo Anthony and Patty Mills. Um, Funches mentioned this probably about an hour ago or so that it's a arms race between the Lakers and the Nets. You're damn right it is. You're damn right it is because the Lakers don't go out of their way to go try to get Russell Westbrook if if James Harden is still with the Houston Rockets right there there's just you're not thinking that you need to go and make another move like that maybe they do go make a deal like that but i'm just use as an example they're upping the ante um this is an incredibly fascinating fascinating storyline between the Lakers and the Nets and who both these teams are going after so that's the latest from Mark Stein and Funches will keep us posted if anything uh anything breaks or goes down Funches if I'm in the middle of a really good point and something goes down just say Sliwa that's enough out of you I got breaking news I want you to kind of, of come course. in like that. <laughs> it's my dream to t- say shut up to you on here <laughs> uh thank you Funches thank you all right let's go to uh let's take a couple more calls here uh, let's go to Leon in Beverly Hills. Leon, thanks for calling in, bud. What's going on?
0: Hey, thanks, Alan. You got it, bud. Um, I I think when when fans and my including myself sometimes when we think about free agents, we think about offense first. So we think about what the team's going to look like offensively. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I'm struggling with with losing Caruso is he had such a presence, his size, and just all the intangibles he does. And I'm sure you're thinking the same thing. And I'm just wondering, like. Um also in you know, this might be a hindsight thing, but wouldn't it have been nice to sign and trade Schroeder for Westbrook, including you know, in that situation. Instead we lose all these players. What are your thoughts?
1: So I appreciate you calling in, Leon. There was a reason why the Lakers didn't do a sign and trade for Westbrook, including Schroeder. There were reasons for it. It had more to do with cap and uh, other stuff that I, I I wouldn't be able to kind of break down for you. I know there was a reason for it that The Lakers had players already under contract, and they could just make that trade. They don't need help from another team. They don't need Dennis Schroeder's approval. They don't need any of that stuff. So that had part to do with it. What's more fascinating, Leon, is if the market dries up for Dennis Schroeder, and now Dennis Schroeder needs the Lakers to make a deal so he can go maximize the amount of money he can get in the offseason, that's when it becomes interesting. It becomes interesting if all of a sudden the Lakers can go get more value for Dennis Schroeder, who they obviously don't want back. Dennis Schroeder could have signed a deal during the season with the Lakers, decided not to, four years, $84 million was what was reported. Well, the Bulls went out and got their players. The Knicks went out and got their players. I'm I'm, I'm talking about um, uh, teams that had uh, cap room to go out and try to sign a guy like Dennis Schroeder. Those two teams are off the table, so... Let, let's see how things play out with this Dennis Schroeder piece. Um, all right. Let me take one more quick phone call, and then we will go to break. What do you got
2: there, Funches? Uh, we got a little breaking news again. Um, one shooter that's not coming back to the team that was on the team
1: last year, Ben Lac- Ben McLemore, just signed with the Blazers. Okay. Ben McLemore uh, going to sign with the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, ben McLemore obviously came in at the uh, right at the buyout market. That's how the Lakers got him, so... Um, the tenure for Ben McLemore will end. If you're a former Laker, you got a chance of coming on here. If you are a current Laker, then the chances of you re-signing Cedric Sabolus has a chance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, let's uh, let's take one more call before we go to break. Stephen Lahabra, Steve, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on?
0: Hey, what's up, buddy? You know, um, I think Russell Westbrook is going to kind of fit a role of like. Um, oh, I just went blank. Uh,
3: you Rick thinking? Fox. Oh, okay, Rick, Rick Fox. Fox. Yeah, when, yeah, When you
0: Remember Rick Fox? Great graphic. He was a man in Boston. But, you know, um, Russell Westbrook, LeBron's going to tell him, Russell, go get rebounds. Russell, give assists. So Russell's going to get rebounds, and he's not, he doesn't need to shoot three-pointers. You saw Milwaukee. How many three-pointers did Giannis make to get those 50 points? None. Mm-hmm. What he do? is a bunch of two. So Russell's going to get his points getting offensive rebounds and putting them back up. Russell's going to get his uh, earnest stripes by getting um, offensive rebounds and dishing it off to LeBron or other guys, AD, to hit three-pointers. Russell Westbrook is going to be a guy like Rick Fox or uh, a guy who can score like Dennis Rodman. He's going to go and get rebounds and set up other people. You don't think uh, LeBron has played basketball with um, Russell Westbrook at UCLA? And Anthony Davis in the off season. The of Olympics course he too has.
1: Steve, Olympics yeah, too. Yeah, the
0: Olympics. And he knows what Russell can do. And when they had that dinner and that meeting, it was filled with steaks and catered, you know, lobster. I guarantee you, LeBron said, Russ, I want you on my team, but these are the rules and this is what you're gonna do. And Russell Westbrook just shook his head up and down and said, I'm in.
1: Well well so, Steve he, Steve, it's a it's a great point and I appreciate you calling and we gotta go to a, a break here real quick. You know, let let me let me say this real quick. One of, it's very unique when you can find superstars that are all on the exact same page. And it's very unique when you could surround the team with role players that are all kind of on the same page. So the part about Russell Westbrook that you're saying that Russell Westbrook will play a role, I remember that piece from Brad Turner last week, and you guys know I have Brad Turner on all the time, Um, one of my favorite guys to bring on, and he's got just great relationships within the league, so he gets a lot of these great stories that part of the piece was Russell Westbrook basically saying, whatever it takes to win a championship in L.A., I'm in. What makes you think that that's not going to be the case this upcoming year, that Russell Westbrook will sacrifice his game for the better of the team? That Anthony Davis, when he came from New Orleans and had never won an NBA championship, got a chance to play with LeBron James, he'll sacrifice, whatever you guys need me to do, I'm going to do it. And now you got LeBron and Anthony Davis who, you know, this is a— this is a year that the Lakers are trying to bounce back. They they had a poor year last season. They had the injuries. A lot of, a lot of talk about Anthony Davis and staying on the floor and all, all that stuff that kind of came with last season. Add on top of that the incentive and the chip on Russell Westbrook's shoulder to get his first one. KD's already got two. KD's in Brooklyn. Yeah, trust me, there's a lot of incentive to just play the right way and do what's in the best interest of the team. More of your phone calls coming back. Plus... There are certain Lakers that have left, left the franchise over the last couple of days. I want to spend a little time talking about them. We'll do all that coming up next. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN.
2: Must be 21-plus plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Funches, am I right here that 940 tonight? Or no, that's... Yeah, is that 940 tonight? Are they, uh... Do we got a uh, USA?
2: Yeah, Spain? Yeah, yeah, 940 tonight, yeah.
1: Yeah, a USA and Spain. Yeah, we're never going to bed tonight. Never <laughs> going to bed tonight. <laughs> it's uh, a good one tonight, too, man. That's a great Spain. one. That's a great one. This is a single elimination from yeah, here, if I'm correct. We got
2: so. uh, a Gasol, Marcus in her last stand, with basically, with Spain. Yeah, that's
1: it. Ricky Rubio, too, you that's know? That's right. Um, by the way, just a quick reminder, tomorrow morning we'll continue. Funches and I, Travis Rogers, Emily, uh, we'll start. A, we'll, we'll do Travis and Sliwa's show starting at 9 a.m. tomorrow, so be a part of that. Uh, if you miss any part of tonight's show, ESPN app or on iTunes, just search Lakers Talk with Alan Slewa. This show does fantastic on the podcast. Always appreciate people going out of their way to uh, to download the show. Um, all right, let, let's take a couple phone calls here before we. Look at the rest of the free agents that are still available, and then I, I got to say I got to give some love to some of these former Lakers that were a part of the team and no longer part of the team. Let's start off with uh, Jr. in Lawndale. Jr., thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on?
3: Hey, let me get your opinion on a thought I have on on Russell Westbrook, and actually, since you brought him up, I'd love to hear. To me, Carmelo is right there in the mix. Mm-hmm. I think Carmelo is number two, Russell Westbrook number one to me in most talented players in the league right now who for some reason have never helped their teams get any better. And I wonder if Russell Westbrook coming to L.A. is more of an indictment on himself not being able to make other teams better. So I think he's going to – I think we can all agree that LeBron might be the, the exact polar opposite of that, a player that no matter who you put around him, he makes everybody so much better, and he's obviously helped Anthony Davis elevate his game. I don't know that Russell Westbrook can elevate his game anymore. Like you mentioned, the guy is a walking triple-double. But maybe it's an indictment on the fact that Russ doesn't make his hands better and now he has to come to the Lakers. What do you
1: think? You know, Jr. I, I think there's a – and I appreciate you calling into the show. Let, let me Let me kind of walk you through this because I think this takes for a longer conversation. That Russell Westbrook doesn't make his teammates better. I have a very difficult time with that one. But you know what? You can make that case. Since Kevin Durant left Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma City, I think you just got to have the expectations have to be... You got to have the right expectations when you're looking at certain players in the league. If Russell Westbrook's the best player on your team, it's not a good team. You need so much more. And it's not... You know, I'm not trying to go at Russell Westbrook, but there's only so much he's going to do at his skill set. If Russell Westbrook and Paul George are on the same team together... Okay, do they get to the second round? That's probably it in the second round. If James Harden and Russell Westbrook are on the same team together, and I'm just obviously naming off guys that Russ has played with before, if those two players are on the same team, what's the maximum that you expect those two players to take a team? Um, The answer was the second round they lost to the Lakers, Anthony Davis, LeBron James. Nobody's going to expect them to beat the Lakers. And the reason why I give these examples because – It's one thing if you're trying to build around Russell Westbrook. It's one thing if Russell Westbrook's the foundation of your franchise. But it's a completely different thing if Russell Westbrook is the third best player on your roster. And that's the thing that I try to emphasize. He gets to play with Anthony Davis, he gets to play with LeBron James. He hasn't had that opportunity in his career. Got He got to play, obviously, with one of the all-time greats in Kevin Durant. And you know what? They almost beat the Golden State Warriors. Should have beat the Golden State Warriors. They should have been in the NBA Finals. He also got to play with James Harden. And, you know, unfortunately, that franchise decided to trade James Harden. Um, and it was arguably the biggest mistake that not just that franchise has made, one of the biggest mistakes in NBA history because you could have built around those three players for 10 years and probably had a couple championships in Oklahoma City. I say all that because maybe your expectation is wrong on Russell Westbrook if you think that it should be solely on his shoulders. And the beauty with him on the Lakers, it's not solely on his shoulders. He's got two other players that are more important than him. Okay, another call here, Greg and Ventura. Greg, what's going on?
5: Hey, Alan. First, my comment is uh, as far as I'm concerned, if LeBron James and Anthony Davis have signed off on Russell Westbrook, then all of us fans and and you and everybody else has really nothing to add to it except that these guys have decided that yeah. it will work. Mm-hmm. And so I totally agree with that position. And secondly, I wanted to ask you, I don't understand free agency and cap and all that, Alan, but here's, here's, here's my proposed question to you. If uh, the Lakers were to sign Schroeder and trade him to the Nets, for dinwiddie who they would sign would that work or why is it that if they let schroeder go without signing him and and uh the nets let dinwiddie go why can't we pick up dinwiddie for the amount that uh, schroeder has freed up from the cap
1: you have uh, and i appreciate you calling in so you have what they call their bird rights you have the if there's a player already on your team you can go over your cap if a player is not on your team and you go try and get them just off the free agent market, then it goes into a completely different structure. And the reason why I explain it like that, um, I think there might be something for the Lakers with Dennis Schroeder. I keep kind of emphasizing this, and this is going to be something that we all kind of we keep an eye on, and we see if the Lakers can take advantage of this in some shape, way, or form. If players... If teams don't have money to go sign Dennis Schroeder. If Dennis Schroeder thought he was going to get a hundred to one hundred and twenty million dollars, if you remember, that was a report right after the season. And now it's turning into, no, your value is actually seventy five million or it's eighty million or it's sixty million, whatever the case is, Dennis Schroeder might need help from the Lakers to do some type of a sign and trade. Keep more pay pay more attention to that because that's how the Lakers could continue to improve their roster. Just to play off of that for a second. So Chris Paul we know is going back to the Suns. Kyle Lowry signed with the Miami Heat. Mike Conley staying with the Utah Jazz. Here's some players that we still don't know yet that I would say has some kind of you know tie with the Lakers. I don't want to go through every player. One of those players, by the way, is Spencer Dinwiddie. Still no home for him. Unrestricted free agent. DeMar DeRozan. Funches, you surprised we haven't heard anything about Demar Derozan? Nothing it's been yet. Pretty I'm su- quiet. I'm huh?
2: very surprised. He's one of, probably a top five player in this free agent class. He did
1: his he did a podcast with uh, with um, Shannon Sharp. Uh, I think it's the Shea Shea podcast. Club Shea Shea. Shea Shea. Okay. So in that podcast, couple we- maybe a week ago or so, he indicated how he'd be willing to take a pay cut at this stage of his career. But I, I think, you know, DeMar DeRozan is still such a valuable player in the NBA that it's tough to think like, all right, well, how much of a pay cut would you be willing to take? So the DeMar DeRozan is still an unrestricted free agent that's still available. A couple other players that uh, I want to point out here that, um, you know, obviously ties with the Lakers. Dennis Schroeder already talked about he's an unrestricted free agent. Andre Drummond played with the Lakers last year, unrestricted free agent. I think at this point you already have Marcus All under contract. And on top of that, Dwight Howard you just signed a couple hours ago, so you can pretty much wipe away the center position. I don't think the Lakers will focus on that. Here's some interesting players that are still available. Danny Green of the Los Angeles Lakers. Danny Green. So think about how much conversation uh, about Danny Green... How I guess you could say the best way to put it is Laker fans. When he left, you were kind of like, oh, okay, you know, he wasn't that consistent of a player, and now he's available again. You want to see Danny Green back on the Lakers. They do need, obviously, they do need shooting. Um, the tail and Horn Tucker front, we haven't heard really much about from there. Andre Iguodala, I heard that name earlier. Rudy Gay is another player. Carmelo Anthony, JJ Reddick, Patty Mills. So there's still a lot of players that are still out there. Wesley Matthews, obviously a part of the Los Angeles Lakers. Otto Porter Jr., I heard his name come up. There's still a lot of players out there that could be tied with the Los Angeles Lakers. And, you know, we'll see if the Lakers can obviously make a run at any of these guys. But that's going to be the idea and the concept at this point is to try to get uh more of these shooters or more defensive players. What do you what do you oh okay? Um all right, let me let me take one quick call here, and then I still haven't got into my tipping my cap to some of these former Lakers, which I'll do in the uh, final segment here. Mike and Whittier. Mike, what's going on?
5: Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking the call. got it, man. The uh, roster turnover is my biggest thing. Um, The next two years, last year, roster turnover. Problems this year, early exit, maybe some health issues. Next year, you're going to have another roster turnover. It takes a while to get acclimated, and as great as LeBron was, if he just would have held fast, You guys would be looking at Julius Randle and Brandon Ingram right now and Domination probably. But, you know, LeBron always likes to blow up rosters, and uh, I just don't see a deep run for them next year. Jamal Murray comes back on the Nuggets. They got chemistry, so they're just going to add to what they got. Mike, I'll tell you,
1: I I will tell you this. Thank you for calling in. Um, LeBron likes to blow up rosters. LeBron likes to win championships. LeBron likes to make it to the NBA Finals. So... Um, the last of my concerns right now is chemistry with the Lakers. Now, by the way, once the season starts, you kind of figure that out. You gotta make sure that these are the right guys. But, you know, chemistry comes down to is everybody pulling the rope in the same direction? Do they want to win championships? I think actually if you want to question some of the chemistry you might have lost a couple of these players that maybe didn't fit that mold. That now you have more guys who've been in the league for a longer time, made some money, where their number one priority is a championship.
2: You know, Sliwa, the, the last caller was saying that um, you know, we, there's a new team this year. There's more team turnover, but there was a team turnover two years ago when it, the Lakers won a title. Well, listen,
1: team turnover. I get the chemistry part. If the Lakers didn't think they need to churn things over, that's one thing. But I kept saying this right after the season, I don't want to see the same team back. And it's not that that team wouldn't have a chance of winning a championship cuz they would. But I just didn't feel that um I just didn't feel like that was the right roster for the Lakers. And a lot of that had to do some of it with chemistry, some of it not enough vets. Chemistry to me is not going to be an issue. Now, let's see how the season plays out, but I'll take my chances with this then you know, some of those players that you had last season. So I actually really disagree with that last caller. Uh eight seven seven, seven ten espn if you want to be a part of the show. When we come back, KCP, Kyle Kuzma, Alex Caruso, three players that helped the Lakers win an NBA championship are all gone. I got a message for those three guys, uh, plus more of your phone calls, plus anything else that breaks. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Wow. I didn't know we were gonna get this emotional tonight.
2: Yeah. Shout out to Kuzma, shout out to KCP, shout out
1: to Caruso. All right, those are three players that are no longer with the Los Angeles Lakers. And um I didn't think that would be the music that we played. I, I just mentioned I wanted to, you know, kind of thank them for what they did with the Lakers. But this is uh Lakers talk and uh this is a show of very, a lot of emotions, a lot of ups and downs. Steve Palazz and Michael Funches uh, picking that music. Um, okay, Le- let me say this real quick here. Obviously, last week the Lakers made a trade. I'm, n- I'm not including Montrez Harrell in this chat only because obviously Montrez was here for a year. Um, last week, Lakers made a trade. Kyle Kuzma and KCP part of that deal, along with Montrez Harrell. You know, for th- for as much criticism as Kyle Kuzma has got as a Los Angeles Laker, and he's got a ton of it. Very polarizing figure for the Lakers. A lot of conversation always about Kyle Kuzma. Anytime I brought up Kuzma in the post-game show or uh, in Lakers talk, Laker fans had some kind of opinion on it. Um, The dude kind of battled for the Lakers, helped the Lakers win an NBA championship. Really, really did sacrifice his game for the better of the team. And I'm very excited to see Kyle Kuzma go because I, I think Kuzma will get an opportunity to play for a team where he probably won't win many games, but he'll get a lot of minutes, get some points, and... You know, kind of take the next step in his career. And oh, by the way, he's already an NBA champion. You can never take that away from him. KCP was a Laker for a number of years and kind of started this um, relationship with uh, with Clutch Sports. That was the first, you know, first Clutch uh, individual that the Lakers had. And here's the reality with KCP. That championship run in 2020, dude hit some big-time shots in big-time moments And I already know when KCP and Kyle Kuzma come back with the Lakers, come back to Staples Center, that Laker fans will give them some love, and they should give them love. Because, you know, there's certain players that eventually win an NBA championship on your franchise, and when they do, they should always get that respect of being a Los Angeles Laker, and uh, you know, certainly those two players have. And then earlier today, so that happened last week. Earlier today, Alex Caruso signed with the Chicago Bulls. Signed a four-year deal worth $37 million. I think it's literally equivalent to what Funches makes uh, at the station here. I think Funches is on a five-year deal. I think that's the only Five difference. Five-year deal, $40 million, yeah. $40 million, okay. Um, Alex Caruso signed a deal, and right when I saw that, okay, I can't remember it was Woes, Shams, whoever it was, those two both battle it out, every uh, free agency and every trade deadline and everything else. It's like a battle I've never seen before. Um, but when I saw that, I was like, oh, no. Tell me it ain't so. Tell me we didn't lose Alex Caruso. Uh, Caruso signs that four-year deal. Man, Caruso is so easily, easily, you know, one of those players that Laker fans just absolutely loved when he came in. Unfortunately for the Lakers these last couple of years, you really didn't get too much of an opportunity at Staples Center, definitely in that championship run, to give these guys their love and their respect and everything else. But um, KCP – Alex Caruso, Kyle Kuzma, whether you were a big fan of them, whether you weren't, it, whether there are times that they made you frustrated, they didn't make you frustrated. Those are true Lakers, really great role players that helped the Lakers win that NBA championship. So much love to all three of those players. And uh, you know, for me personally, the Caruso, that piece I was really wanted to keep here with the Los Angeles Lakers. Unfortunately, that's not going to be the case. Okay you're just tuning in right now, a uh, couple things to kind of, a um, couple things to uh, recap here with the Los Angeles Lakers. So this is what we do know. We do know that the Lakers brought back Dwight Howard, Trevor Ariza, Kent Bazemore, and Wayne Ellington. When I say brought back, literally all those guys have played for the Los Angeles Lakers. Dwight Howard, this will be his third stint. So the Lakers, obviously adding veterans, doing what they can. Uh, I'm assuming here all these guys are the vet minimum. And... Trying to add, you know, I I think some shooters. You got Wayne Ellington and Ken Bazemore shoot over thirty or forty percent from the three. And I thought it was interesting Sham Sharania talking about Ken Bazemore basically took less money and less years to come play with the Lakers. Thought he'd play a bigger role with the Lakers. So that's obviously big news right there. The players still available, the players that are still out there that we're gonna kind of wait to see what happens on Demar Derozan, Spencer Dinwiddie. Dennis Schroeder still has not signed anywhere, and nobody really knows how much money is going to be on the table for him. Danny Green, a former Los Angeles Laker. Um, Talon Horton Tucker will figure out, uh, obviously a restricted free agent. And then the other names that have been associated with the Lakers that I would keep an eye on as well, Rudy Gay, Carmelo Anthony, J.J. Redick, Patty Mills. So there is still some shooters out there, still some guys that could play, you know, small forward or power forward for the Lakers. But Mark Steiner put out a tweet that it's not just the Lakers going for after some of those guys, especially Carmelo Anthony and Patty Mills. There is some there is some uh, competition for um, the Knicks trying to also get Carmelo, and the Golden State Warriors and the Brooklyn Nets all trying to get their hands on Patty Mills. So there there is some competition there with the players that remain. You know, Funches, as I look here and I look at all these names, I, I, I kind of have some interest here. The If you said of any of these players, DeMar Rosen I don't think will come. DeMar Rosen I don't think will come to Lakers simply because he's just going to cost too much money unless we want to take DeMar for his word. and The problem is he was making $27.7 million last year. Was he going to come down and sign a 5 point something million? I, I don't think he's going to do that. The Patty Mills one is most interesting to me. I
2: really like that move for the Lakers.
1: That that's I, it's, somebody it's, that's somebody that could be a backup point guard and um, you know, come in at any time, get get kind of be such a threat on offense as well, or you could even put Westbrook at the two like however you want to and do And Alan, it, right? he's like the definition of a role player. You, you played so 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 many
2: years in, in San Antonio yeah. under the Popovich system or yep. whatever, and hitting big shots and winning games for the Spurs and
1: you, you know, can throw out another name here.
2: What do you think of Carmelo? Uh I I'd, I'd like him. I mean, he still has game, Allen. He still has the best. What are they going to really
1: jumper? ask him to do? They're going to ask him to just sit over there and just go ahead and. The only thing your the
2: only thing I just hate is just he doesn't do anything else but score the ball.
1: Yeah, I, and I'm with you on that. Yeah. Like if if you said let me let me use another example, if you said Rudy Gay or Carmelo Anthony, I'd rather have Rudy Gay. Yeah, Rudy Gay does a little bit more. He's going to do Carmelo. more. He's going to be. Carmelo to has play, a bigger name, obviously. He's going to be able to play better defense. I, I think he could actually play that four spot for the Lakers if you want LeBron to stay at the three. So, yeah, th- there's still a lot of interesting names, and um, you know, when, when I kind of start picking and choosing, it is good to see that the Lakers were able to address some of their shooting their backup center with Dwight Howard and Trevor Ariza, a three and D guy, but there's still a lot more that they're going to have to fill up.
2: I, I got the tweet of the night from Richard Jefferson. Um, he goes, I'm ready at Lakers.
1: I saw that too. And for a second, I'm like, wait, is he taking a shot at the Lakers? Here? Cause they went out and signed all older players. Yeah, he is. He wants to put, he wants a contract. <laughs> Richard, just stay doing your, your NBA front for the, uh, for ESPN. You're probably making a ton of money there and you don't have to worry about anything. Um, Okay, a couple things as we come to the end of the show here, and I kind of want to point out a few things here. So the Russell Westbrook part, the Russell Westbrook piece, I didn't really get a chance to get into this. As much as people are are asking about that fit and Russell Westbrook and what that's going to look like, You know, I I had it in my mind here, kind of ranking these three star players by importance and value and everything else. Really the big question is going to come down for the Lakers with these three superstars. What kind of season is Anthony Davis going to have? Um, is Anthony Davis going to be a player that rebounds from last year and goes back to his regular form? AD is really going to be the the most important player of these three pieces. Then it's going to be LeBron James because he's LBJ, 19th year of the league. Is he going to be healthy? Is he going to be fresh? And then Russell Westbrook's third on that list for me. So as, we, as there are people who have some concerns about Russell Westbrook and his fit and everything else, which I have less concerns on, For me, it's more, and it has a lot more to do with his position with the Lakers and what he's going to eventually do. Um, I, I guess you could say I put him third on importance. Anthony Davis is the one that's got to have the big season. AD's got to be the one that we're talking about having an MVP type of season. LeBron, you want to still continue to see that he's doing what he's always done, And then after that, I think that's where the Russell Westbrook piece comes in. So I actually put him a little bit further down on that list. Um, All right, so kind of recap the night tonight. A lot of moving parts, a lot of different pieces, like Kyle Lowry going to the Miami Heat, Mike Conley re-signing, all all these different pieces that went. But for the Lakers, they started to address the rest of their roster. Dwight Howard will be your backup center, Wayne Ellington and – Kent Bazemore will give you some shooting help and be able to play. Kent Bazemore, a good defender. I kind of like a scrappy defense. And we already talked about the uh, Trevor Arisa piece. Um, the uh, the final thing that I'll say is keep an eye out for what the Lakers do over the next couple of days. You could start tuning in again tomorrow morning starting at 9 a.m. with Travis and I. We'll do the uh, Travis and Sleva show I am going to go live also now on our ESPN Los Angeles for social. So we do that on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. So feel free to join us there. appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Uh, Make sure to tune in starting tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. L.A., have a great rest of your night.